welcome to Let's Listen, a podcast where you can experience the greatest video game stories of all time. My name is Sam Hillestad, and today we continue Lee and Clementine's story in The Walking Dead. Previously on Let's Listen, they traveled to Lee's hometown where they met a motley group of survivors. As a refresher, the new characters are Larry, a potentially racist asshole built like a linebacker and knows that Lee is a convicted criminal. There's Lily, who's Larry's daughter. She's a tall, skinny, no-nonsense woman who's also a hard-ass, but not quite as bad as her dad. There's Carly, a reporter who also knows about Lee's past, but is much more accepting. She's also a dead shot with a gun. There was Glenn, an Asian guy with a goatee who you might know from the show, but he left the group at the end of the episode. And then there was Doug, who died. He was a nerdy but sweet guy who Lee could have saved, but he chose Carly instead. And then there's Kenny, the fisherman from Florida and Lee's closest ally, and his wife Katya and his kid Duck. Where we left off, the group was settling into a motel feeling confident that they could just hole up there until the military rolls around, when all of a sudden, the electricity went out. This episode picks up three months later, and as you'll soon learn, it has been a rough three months. This is episode three of Let's Listen. We see a forest in full autumn colors. Sunlight streaming through trees full of red and orange leaves. The camera pans down, and we see Lee crouched on the forest floor, holding an axe. He's hiding behind a bush as he sneaks toward a zombie in the middle of a feeding frenzy. He raises the axe, and then the zombie falls, and it drops something like a bloody animal carcass. And next to Lee, there's a new character holding a rifle with a scope. Damn it. What'd they get this time? Uh, Looks like a rabbit. (sighs) Well, that's another meal lost. They look longingly at the dead rabbit. (sighs) I still can't believe we went through all that commissary food in three months. It seemed like so much at the time. Maybe you shouldn't have opened the door. Yeah, except then I'd probably be food by now. Trust me, I have no regrets. Yeah, rabbit's hardly a meal, Mark, but I'd take it. We're all hungry. No kidding. The new guy has glasses and a brown jacket on. When I accidentally grabbed for Carly's rations the other night, I thought she was going to take off my hand. We're all on edge. Just cut us some slack. He has an almost professorial look to him. Yeah, you're right. I wish I knew for sure how much food we have left. Lee has a longer beard now, and he must have found a leather jacket somewhere. Not enough. According to Lily, we've just about hit the last of our food reserves. Some people might have to go without tonight. You mean Lily's lottery again? Kenny's gonna be pissed. She thinks everyone should have an equal chance of missing a meal. You think Kenny's having any more luck than we are out here? I sure hope so. Yeah, between the lack of food and Kenny and Lily fighting all the time, things are getting pretty tense back at the motor inn. You know, Kenny's been talking about taking off if he can get that RV running. He's got a wife and son to look out for. And they're safest in a big group. Going out on his own will get them all killed. Can't blame him, though. Did you hear Larry going off on him last night? What's the old guy's deal, anyway? 
Seems like he's got a problem with you in particular. Lee almost chuckles to himself. Who knows what Larry's problem is? Maybe that's just the way he is, but that guy needs to chill out. And I know Lily thinks he's getting weaker, but the guy's all muscle. He's a walking pile driver. I know I wouldn't want to be stuck in a room with him. And didn't he punch you in the face one time? Uh, knock me flat. A crow lands on a tree branch nearby, and the two of them stop in their tracks. They know they've missed their last meal with the rabbit, and they don't intend to miss this one. Mark raises the rifle and takes aim. It's a long shot. I'd hate to waste the bullets. Trust me, if I don't think I can hit it, I won't shoot. He looks through the scope, inhales deeply, steadies himself. But he misses, and then... Shit! Was that Kenny? I don't know. Come on! They run off into the woods trying to find the source of the scream. Lee is wielding his axe, and Mark has his gun still. They keep running toward the voices, and they find three people hunched over on the forest floor. One of them has his leg caught in a bear trap. The guy who's caught is older. He has a bushy beard. Jesus Christ. And the others are oh, students no, in blue no, letter jackets. Don't kill us. We just want to help our teacher. We'll leave, I swear. Lee. Kenny runs off. You guys up. okay? Get, get it off. Get it off. God damn it. Get, get it off me. Travis, maybe they can help. These might be the same guys that raided our camp, and we barely got away from that. What guys? Why the fuck is there a bear trap out here? It's okay. We're not gonna hurt you. Don't listen to them, Ben. Please, just let us go. We're not a threat to you. Kid, chill out. We'll try to help you, but you gotta shut the fuck up. Lee, this is fucked up. We gotta help. Please. Ben, shut up. My dad was special forces. I know what I'm doing. Just see if you can get him out. After that, you can leave us or whatever. I don't care. Please. That one is tall and gangly, long blonde hair. We gotta get him out of there. Oh, God, thank you. Fine, but you gotta hurry. Lee goes over to inspect the bear trap. Hurry, please, hurry! But in the distance, all of this has attracted some zombies. Lee, this trap's been altered. There's no release. Lee starts fiddling with it, looking for some way to get it open. Oh no. But he's right, there's nothing really to to press or to open or anything. Walkers! It's now or never, Lee! Please! Get me out of this! Mark, get the boys back! Kenny, keep those walkers off of me! Kenny and Mark point their rifles and start shooting. Why would somebody do this? And Lee tries to pull the trap apart with his hands. But it's not moving. Please! Get me out of this! Come on, do something! He tries to use the axe and leverage to get it open. But that's not working either. Lee realizes that's not gonna work. He looks at the man's leg. Let's go, let's go! No, no, no! Try the trap again! Anything, please! Lee stands up and holds the axe over his head. And then... Cuts through the bone. But the leg is still hanging on. He has to swing again. And again, it's still not cut through. He swings again. Blood is spurting everywhere. But the leg is still hanging on. He has to swing one more time. And finally, the leg comes off. It's just a bloody stump now. He passed out. The two boys stand around horrified. They don't know what to do. If he's alive, grab him and let's go. So Mark picks up the body, still unconscious. 
Meanwhile, there's a horde of zombies still there that are getting closer. Everyone runs off, except for one of the students who's falling behind. Behind you! Travis! He tries come to get on, away. Come on, we gotta move! But he trips on a rock. They're closing in on him from behind. He tries crawling away, but they're too close. One of them bites him in the face, and the other one starts eating his entrails. And the screen goes black. We see the motel in a state of general disrepair and desolation. Clem is kicking a soccer ball against a metal drum. Larry is banging nails into their jury-rigged fence with a rock. Lily is on a lifeguard stand with a rifle. And their faces tell it all. They're desperate, hungry, and losing hope. And then Lily thinks she hears something from the forest. Clem keeps kicking her soccer ball against the drum and Lily keeps staring into the distance. She tells Clem to be quiet. She sees rustling now in the woods and then someone appears. Get the gates open! We've got wounded! Shit! What the hell are they doing? They're carrying the man with the bloody stump. Come on! Come on. Katya lets them in through the gate. What happened? Oh, what the hell what's going on? We have time to explain. Lee, are you okay? Get him into the truck. I'll see what I can do. Cat, okay? can you fix him? Jesus, Ken. Lee! Uh, I don't know. Lee! Lily points right at Lee. What the hell? You can't just be bringing new people here. What are you thinking? Hey, you want to calm down for a fucking hey, minute? No, I don't. I want to know why you thought bringing more mouths to feed was a good idea. He would have died if we left him. So what? We are not responsible for every struggling survivor we come across. We have to focus on our group, right here, right now. Well, hang on. We haven't even talked to these people yet. Maybe they can be helpful. Come on, Lily. These are people. People trying to survive just like us. We've got to stick together to survive. The only reason you're here is because you had food. Enough for all of us. But that food is almost gone. We've got maybe a week's worth left. She looks at the kid. And I don't suppose you guys are carrying any groceries. And he looks down. Um, no. Fine, you guys fight it out there. Mark turns toward the boy. The family kid. Ben was his name. Come over here and see what I drew. What? No, I... Just come on, okay? You you like to think you're the leader of this little group, but we can make our own goddamn decisions. This isn't your own personal dictatorship. Carly walks over to the group. Oh, come on. You're being dramatic. And tries to speak reason. Everything always turns into a power struggle between you two. I'm not going to be a part of that. Hey, I didn't ask to lead this group. Everyone was happy to have me distributing the food when there was enough to go around. But now that it's running out, suddenly I'm a goddamn Nazi. It doesn't matter who's in charge. Most people are here now. I guess we just have to decide what happens next. No, Lee, it does matter. One person can't be in charge of everything. You know, it might feel safe for you to sit on the fence, but sooner or later, you're going to have to decide whose side you're on. But now isn't the time. Lee stays quiet. I don't see any of you stepping up to make the hard decisions. My girl's got more balls than all of you combined. Dad, please. 
Why don't you go help Mark with the wall? Larry and Mark walk off to work on the wall, and the group disperses, except for Lee and Lily. You think this is easy for me? Everyone's starting to hate me because I'm the one that rations the food, but nobody else wants to. She turns around and starts to walk away, but stops. You know what? I'm not doing it tonight. You do it. There's today's food rations, but there's not enough for everyone. Good luck. Lily hands him the rations. Two containers of those pretzel sticks with fake cheese. One stick of beef jerky and half an apple. The rest of the group all look at him, knowing that he's the one controlling the food today. They're practically begging him with their eyes. And so Lee has a choice to make. He has four food items to feed to ten hungry people. Lee starts by going over to Katya and the unconscious man who just lost his leg. She's trying to treat him in the back of the pickup truck. There's blood everywhere, and it doesn't seem to be going well. Is he going to be okay? I don't know. Can you give me a hand real quick? Lee looks at the man's stump. No time to be squeamish now. Sure. What do you need? Just apply some pressure here while I try to close this up. You know, I thought I was starting to get used to this, sewing up people's injuries. But I mean, cuts and bruises are one thing, but Lee, this man has no leg. Lee applies pressure to the man's leg as Katya bandages him. They get the bleeding to stop at the very least. Well, you've done all you can, Lee. Thanks for the help. Go ahead and check in on the others. I need a little space here anyway. So Lee walks over to Mark and Larry, who are trying to repair their fence. Will you hold the damn board steady? I'm trying. I, I didn't realize I was getting this weak already. What do you want? A handout? Oh, I got 60 cents in my pocket. If you'll shut up and quit being such a pansy. Mark notices Lee standing there. Hey, you holding up okay, Lee? I was pretty fucked up back there, having to cut that guy's leg off. Yeah, I just hope Katja can save him. You ever miss the Air Force Base? I mean, this wall isn't exactly military standard. No way I'm going back there. You saw what it was like when you guys picked me up. Completely overrun. Lee gestures towards Lily, who's back on guard duty up on top of the lifeguard stand. Lily's pretty pissed at us. Listen, I know her intentions are good, but... But nothing! She's making the smart choice. Those parasites you guys brought back need to go. Lee shakes his head, clearly used to his antics. He decides to take the high road. Need any help with the wall? Nope. Actually, we could use your axe. You mind if we take it? Yeah, give us that thing for a bit. Lee looks down at the axe that he's carrying, and he recognizes he has a small decision to make here. He can give it to Mark or Larry. Here, Mark, this should help. He hands it to Mark. Thanks. Hey, I'm the one doing all the work over here. You didn't think to give me the axe? Come on, Larry. What is it between you two? Why do you have a personal grudge against Lee? He knows why. <sighs> Lee takes the high road again and decides, instead of fighting, that he wants to try to get some advice from Larry. Lily thinks we should throw these new people out. Damn right. There's too many people hanging around here as it is. You've got to talk to Lily about getting along with Kenny. Lily can make her own friends. It's not about making friends. We're all in this together. We gotta start acting like it. Uh, stuff all that. We'd be fine without you. Lee rolls his eyes and walks away. Keep up on that fence. Don't tell me what to do, Lee. 
So now, with his four food items still in tow, Lee goes to check in on Clem. She's over with Duck, where they're drawing with some crayons. How you doing, Clementine? Okay. Where's your hat? I don't know. Can you help me find it? It's the first time we've seen her without her hat, and she looks really sad. Sure. When did you lose it? I had it a couple days ago. I promise. If I find it, I'll let you know. Thank you. Okay, Clem. I've got to take care of some things. Why don't you go back to playing with Duck for a while? Okay. Of course, he's going to give Clem one of the food items, but he wants to check in with everyone first. Hey, is my friend going to make it? So he goes to talk to Ben. I don't know, but Kaja will do her best. I promise. He's the tall, gangly student. I can't believe you chopped off his leg. There was no other way. He has long, shaggy, blonde hair and a blue letterman jacket. So who are you people? Our group's going to want to know. I'm Ben. Ben Paul. The man you saved is Mr. Parker, the band director at my school. We all came down from Stone Mountain for the playoffs when... when everything happened. How you holding up, kid? Uh, well, I, uh... I keep wondering if I could have done something to help, you know? Some kind of... I don't know. Something. I'm sure you did all you could. Yeah, maybe. Ben doesn't look so sure. Relax. We'll get your friend back to normal in no time. I sure hope so. Next, Lee goes to check in with Kenny, who's over by the RV, tinkering with the engine. He looks the same as ever. Maybe a little more haggard. Word's getting out that you want to leave the motor in. That ain't no secret, Lee. It's probably our best bet. I'm not sure that's the best idea. You gave Glenn your blessing when he left. Just asking you respect my choice as well. Yeah, but he was leaving to find his friends. Your family's right here. Well, here isn't doing us any good. You should think about coming with us, you and Clem. Lee considers. The coast does sound like a smart idea. Maybe that is the best thing. I know that it is. I'm taking my family. And finally, Lee goes to check in on Carly. She's hunched over on a plastic chair wearing a puffy pink vest she found. It looks warm, but she's still shivering. Sleeping any better? No. I know we should be grateful for beds, but no, I'm not. Drugstore? Yeah. Lily has me handing out the food. Ugh, that can't be an easy job. It's not. I won't be able to feed everyone. What should I do? Well, if you wanted to get in good with Lily, I'd make sure Larry gets some food. Even though that guy can be a real dick sometimes. On the other hand, giving that food to Kenny and his family might make him remember you, if he decides to take off in that RV one day. What about you? You need food, too. We all need food. I can't tell you what to do, but whatever happens, I know you'll be trying to do the right thing. Thanks, Carly. And with that, now it's time for Lee to distribute the food. First up, of course, is Clementine. Hey, Clem. You need something to eat. He hands her the crackers and cheese. Okay, a Sunday would be better next time. (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep that in mind. If you have any more food, Duck is hungry too. Yeah, why don't we get some food? Duck goes back to his drawing, but Lee stays there. Hey, Duck, how about a little food? And his face absolutely lights up. Yeah! Oh man, I'm so hungry! Lee hands him the other crackers and cheese. And now, after giving it some thought, Lee goes back to Carly. 
Want something to eat? She perks up. Have an apple, Carly. God, I used to eat an apple every morning with some granola and six almonds, and that wasn't enough even then. But you know what? Yes. And now Lee looks down at the last piece of food he has, the jerky, and he considers for a second taking it for himself. Oh, some of these people have gone longer than me without food. They're the ones that need it. Instead, Lee decides to go over to Lily, who's still on guard duty. We should talk about you and Kenny. What about us? They're arguing. It's getting pretty out of hand. You know people notice that. Look, I'm working my ass off to make sure we have a good setup here, and Kenny just doesn't appreciate that. All we need is food. But there is no food. You know that better than anyone. Well, we'll just have to find some. Maybe we should think about leaving the motel. God, not you too. I know Kenny wants to leave. I think that's why he's so eager to get the RV working. But this is a good spot. We're protected, we're close to the drugstore, we have a routine now and it's working. For now. Lee reaches up and offers her the jerky. Here. But she waves him off. I don't want anything from you. Lee looks astonished. Fine. But he isn't going to argue with her. So he walks over to Katya, where she's still struggling with the teacher who's still unconscious. He offers her the jerky instead. Here, eat something. <sighs> Why don't you give it to Doc? I'm a little busy with your mess right now. I need space, Lee. But she doesn't want it either. And so now Lee basically has to choose between Mark or Larry and... Given their history, Lee is not particularly inclined to share with Larry. So he gives it to Mark. Here, eat something. Thanks, Lee. And then he goes back to Lily to report. Not such an easy job, is it? Never said it was. I don't envy you. I don't know how you have the strength to do this every day. I don't have a choice. And then Kenny walks up. Lee. Kenny, I know I ran out of food before. Hey, it was a tough choice. But you took care of the kids. That's what a real man does. I'm serious about that offer to come with us. You've more than earned a ride on the RV with me. Still, I guess some people aren't going to be happy with your choices. Like Larry. You're out! What happened to my food? There's none left. You keep treating people like this, and your days in this group are numbered. You're one to talk, old man. Yeah, well, I don't see you working on that wall. Ken, Lee... Come here, please. They go over to Katya's makeshift hospital. He didn't make it, did he? He lost too much blood. God damn it. I'm getting sick of this shit. Kenny throws his wrench. Ken, come back. There's nothing... And he storms off. Let him go, Katya. But... He just needs time. It's been a rough morning. That man you brought, I tried. But he was never going to survive. Well, at least he's not our problem anymore. Cold, but true. What about the other kid? Katya looks at Ben, but doesn't see the corpse start moving behind her. It's already turned. It's back from the dead. It grabs her by the face and tries pulling her back into the truck bed. Lee springs into action, though, and pulls the two of them apart. Mark runs to get the axe. Lee's fighting the thing back, kicking it in the face over and over again, but it keeps coming back. Mark makes it back with the axe, but he has to wait for the opportunity. Lee kicks the thing back. And Mark swings, but he misses, and the axe is stuck in the back of the truck now. Lee has to fight the thing back on his own. 
He kicks it in the face, but it keeps coming back. He kicks it again, but it keeps coming back. They fall out of the truck bed and now are struggling on the ground. Lee grabs the thing by the face, puts his hand over its eyes, and tries to push its head away. Carly comes with their gun and shoots in the head point blank. You okay? Yeah, thanks. And of course now Larry comes up. Why'd you bring him here in the first place, asshole? Dad, calm down. You're gonna get us all killed! Kenny comes over and starts yelling at Ben. Why didn't you tell us he was bitten? What? He was bitten, and you didn't say a goddamn word! But he wasn't bitten, I swear! Well, your not-bitten friend here came back to life and tried to kill my wife! What? Wait, you all don't know? What the hell are you talking about? It's not the bite that does it. You come back no matter how you die. If you don't destroy the brain, that's just what happens. It's gonna happen to all of us. A mix of horror and disbelief washes over everyone's faces. We're all infected? Everyone? I... I guess so. I don't know. I... All I know is that I've seen people turn who I know were never bitten. When I first saw it happen, we were all hiding out in a gym and everybody thought we were finally safe. But one of the girls, Jenny Pitcher, I think, I guess she couldn't take it. She took some pills. A lot of them. Someone went in the girls' room the next morning and... God. Before he can finish his story, Carly sees someone approach. Back off! It's two men. They put their hands up and freeze. Whoa, lady, relax. Me and my brother, we we just want to know if y'all can help us out. I said back off, Carly. They look a bit like a cross between undertakers and mobsters. Are you armed? Yeah, for protection. Dead could be anywhere. But uh, I think you got the upper hand here. Carly and Lily have their guns trained on them. Why do you need gas? Our place is protected by an electric fence. Generators provide the electricity. Our generators run on gas. Look, we own a dairy farm a few miles up the road. If y'all be willing to lower your guns, we, we can talk about some kind of trade. How y'all doing on food? We got plenty at the dairy. Lily looks unsure, but lowers her gun. Lee, why don't you and Mark check the place out, see if it's legit? I'm going with you. I got your back if anything seems fishy. So, uh, what do y'all think? Everyone looks at each other, still unsure, but willing to take the risk. You've got a deal. They're too hungry not to. We'll bring some gas to your dairy. In exchange, you give us some food to bring back. We'll see how it goes from there. Sounds fair. A couple gallons should power one of our generators for a while. The screen goes black, and when we see them next, they're walking through a forest. Mark and Ben are talking to the two new guys. So, this dairy, you guys really have food? Sure do. We lost most of the cattle, but we still have lots of milk, butter, and cheese stocked up. And with the vegetables we grow, we got plenty of food. Carly and Lee trail behind, having their own conversation. It's nice to get away from that motel for a while. This Lily Kenny thing is starting to get ridiculous. Personally, I'd be happier if you started to take charge more. Lee looks dubious. You think they'd want me for a leader? Sure. Everybody looks up to you. Well, not everyone thinks I'm so trustworthy. Because of your past. Does anyone else know? Lee sighs and rolls his eyes. Larry knows. Great. That can't be easy. Clementine knows. She was there when we were talking in the drugstore and asked me about it. I couldn't lie to her. 
what exactly did happen with the senator? As always, Lee doesn't really want to talk about it, but he's warming up to Carly. It was an accident. I mean, I pretty much knew about the affair. Sometimes I wonder if I should talk to the group about it. You don't have to. Whatever happened before things went to hell doesn't matter anymore. Not sure everyone would see it that way. Maybe you're right. Listen, over the years, I've reported on some pretty messed up shit. I've seen situations like yours a hundred times. It doesn't have to make you a bad man. Lee looks at Carly and smiles. I uh, really appreciate that. Mark waves for them to catch up. I mean, thank God Lee showed up when he did. Right, Lee? Yeah, why don't you tell us a little more about yourself, Lee? Where are you from? I grew up in Macon. Right here in the heart of Georgia. That's what I like to hear. Y'all seem pretty settled in at that motor inn. Uh, who's running things over there? Lee considers telling them about the Lily and Kenny power struggle, but decides not to. We work as a group, all of us looking out for each other. I hear that. There's so many dumbasses out there fighting each other these days. It's just stupid. How many people you got over there anyway? Lee looks a bit guarded about this question. Enough to defend ourselves. Well, that's good. It's getting dangerous out there. Well, you guys know. Well, we'd love to get you all out to the dairy. Like I said, we got plenty of food, and quite frankly, we could always use an extra helping hand. In the summers, I used to help out on a goat farm. Yeah, that's great. Everything helps. Mama's been running the dairy for well, as long as I can remember, but uh, now it's... Getting... You think you're going to cut me out of this? They see two men in face masks. Down. One of them has a crossbow, and the other one has a shotgun. No one's trying to cut you out of anything. You and Gary are always Fucking pulling this shit. bandits. Who? Those look like the people who oh, raided man, my camp. Who are off. they? Shh. Fuck you! Fucking you knew we were hungry, and you guys were keeping it there's all to yourself. Oh no, there's yeah, a you lot know what? more. We ate it all. What are you gonna fucking do about it? Don't worry, Danny and I got you covered if something happens. But let's just wait this out. The one with the shotgun points it at the other. Fuck you! And shoots him point blank again, Fuck and again, Fuck and again. You. Jesus! And then he just walks away. Asshole. The world out here has gone to shit. Come on, let's get to the dairy where it's safe. And so they take off, and the screen fades to black. When we see them again, they've arrived at the dairy and are absolutely stunned by what they see. It's nestled in a clearing in the woods. There's pristine farmland in all directions, a beautiful three-story home in the center, there's a, a huge barn and even a gazebo and manicured hedges all around. Here it is. St. John Family Dairy. And most importantly, it's protected by this barbed wire electrified Y'all fence. Y'all can see how we kept this place so safe. The fence keeps them out? You betcha. They fry like bugs in a zapper. We're pushing 4,000 volts through that thing with generators and amps. I'm going to assume that's a lot. And to top it all off, it's a beautiful, sunny day, not a cloud in the sky. And for once, things seem like they might be looking up for them. Ever have any accidents? Nah. It's safer here than out there. This place looks untouched. You never know the rest of the world is in ruins. It's worth protecting. Hence all the juice. I thought I saw y'all with company coming down the drive. Guys, this is our mama. I'm Brenda St. John, and welcome to the St. John Dairy. This here's Lee. He's from Macon. A couple of our old farmhands were from Macon. They grow them good there. They got a few more friends staying at the old motel. 
Oh my goodness, that place is pretty vulnerable. Have you got someone with survival experience to lead your group? Again, the question of leadership comes up. And again, Lee bends the truth. We all work together. Plus, we've got plenty of people with military experience. Well, that's good to hear. That motel ain't the safest place. Now that y'all are here, we'll make sure you're safe and comfortable. Now, the mom sounds perky, but she actually has these huge bags under her eyes. We're awful and hungry. looks very unkempt. These are for y'all. Baked fresh this morning. But Amazing. she has biscuits. Can't get stuff like that anymore. Not without a cow for milk and butter, that's for sure. That's right. Hopefully Maybelle will make it through this bout of whatever she's got and be with us for a good long while. Your cow is sick? What's she... We have a vet. We could bring her here. We can help you folks out. A vet? Oh my! Our prayers have been answered! Maybe our whole group could come. For the day. Well, how about this? Y'all go get your veterinary friend and I'll prepare some dinner. A big feast for all you hungry souls. It'll be nice to have some folks to help out around here again. Danny, why don't you come help me out in the kitchen? The littler of the brothers and the mom head off. Why don't I head back with the food and round up everyone for the trip over here? Might want to take someone with you. Remember, those roads can be dangerous. I can handle myself. Take this. Mark hands her the rifle. Why don't you go ahead and take Ben along anyway? Take care of yourself, Lee. See you in a while. And so now Carly and Ben head off too, leaving just Mark and Lee behind. Mark, Lee, why don't you take a look around? Once you get settled in, I could use some help securing the perimeter. Is there a problem? Sometimes the dead get tangled up in the fence before they fry and end up knocking over a post. It'd be a big help if you could walk the perimeter. You can learn a little something about our fence. I'm gonna go top off the generators before they run dry. Come get me when you're ready. You betcha. This place is incredible. It's got food. And that fence? Oh man, that fence. If we play our cards right, this might turn out to be a place we can stay. So how do you want to play this? So here Lee can decide if they want to make sure the place is safe first, or just bring the group back as soon as possible. Before we can think about bringing our whole group here to stay, we need to figure out if this place is as safe as they're telling us. Right. Obviously they think it's safe. But is it safe enough for the kids? I noticed a broken swing over there. Not a big deal, but maybe there's other things not working that we just can't see yet. And checking the fence perimeter? Sounds like a decent way to get a good look at their defenses. Alright, I'll keep my eyes open, and you find out what you can from Andy. So they open the gate, and start checking out the property for themselves. Andy, who's the bigger of the two brothers, is crouched on the ground refilling the generator. And Lee's looking for anything wrong, and kind of the worst thing he can find is the picket fence. Pointy. Which he thinks might be too pointy. So then he uh, goes to talk to Andy to try to get a little bit more information. Hi. Hi. Well, I'm glad you guys decided to help us out. I noticed back at the motel that you folks are pretty well armed. You've been stockpiling, huh? Yeah, if you need some extra people to protect the dairy, you can count on us. Hopefully it'll never come to that, but thanks. We can't be the first people you've invited up to the dairy. Well, no, we've made similar deals with other folks, uh, trading for gas and food, but ultimately they moved on, looking for the people they lost contact with. Lee looks at the electric fence. An electric fence is enough to keep out walkers? Walkers? <laughs> is that what you call them? <laughs> That's good. Uh, the old one wouldn't have, but Mac, he was our foreman. He figured out how to amp it up with the generators. 
We used to sit out here some nights and watch the sons of bitches sizzling pop when they got too close. Closest thing to entertainment these days, I guess. These generators are enough to power the whole dairy? We got lots, and we gotta keep trading for fuel as much as we can, but they all work together to do the trick. Like us. Andy looks very proud of himself. Mark and I can help you with that perimeter now. Oh, good. The fence will stop a walker in about three or four seconds, but gets overloaded if we leave the husks out there. You know, Mark and I can clear the fence ourselves if you want to stay here and finish up with the generators. Well, that'd be great. I'll turn off the northwest section, and uh, if you guys could strip them off and look for any weak points, well, that'd be a big help. Sounds easy enough. Stay attentive. You never know. So Mark and Lee take off to get a better look at the perimeter defenses. So now we see them walking along the fence, the dairy in the background, and they're right up next to the forest. So how's the place looking? Is it safe enough for us to stay? If we can? It's pretty amazing what they've done with this dairy, but let's see what it takes to secure this fence before drawing any conclusions. I can't wait until everyone's out here. Everyone besides Larry. He wouldn't be such a pain in the ass if you weren't telling him we were talking behind his back all the time. I, I'm, I'm sorry, all right? He looks genuinely apologetic. We'll work it out somehow. Well, hopefully he'll calm down once he's out here. They come across a zombie that's gotten caught up in the fence. There's one. A crow flies off, and we see an arrow that's stuck in its neck. Ugh. And on top of that, it's black and fried to a crisp. Lee, it's dead. Lee kicks it just to be sure. Come on, let's push it off. Lee tries to push it off with his axe, but it won't budge. Looks like he's stuck. The arrow has attached it to one of the posts, so Lee takes the arrow out. Disgusting. And tries again with the axe. The husk falls to the ground. Come on. I'm sure there's still a few more. Once this fence is patched up, this place will be a fortress. God, can you imagine not having to worry about the walkers anymore? Lee sees his point, but he still has his lingering doubts. The fortress needs people to defend it. We've got enough people. So what's your take on the brothers? They seem to have this place tied down pretty well. What do you mean by that? I don't know. They seem decent enough. I just want you to know that I've got your back if anything goes down. That's all. Thanks. There's another one. I see it. They come across another one, and this one looks like it was trying to push the fence down before it got zapped. It actually has its hands on the barbed wire. And so when Lee tries to push it, its hands are still holding on. So he has to take the axe and chop off its hands one at a time. You never get used to the smell, do you? <laughs> nope. Christ. I can't stop thinking about dinner. Thanks for the rations earlier. It's not easy eating in front of the kids, but it's all that's keeping me on my feet right now. Mark really does look like he's starting to drag. Certainly not emaciated. I'm hungry too, Mark. But on his way. Do you think they're going to be good for it? Dinner for a whole group of people? If they've got as much food as they say, I, I think so. Now they come across a part of the fence where it's actually totally down. Come on. I think I see where they're getting in. And there's a zombie there. This one must have knocked it over trying to get through. He's tangled up in there pretty good. Come on, help me get this thing back in place so we can get Mr. Crispy off of here. I think we'd get better leverage from the other side. Good idea. <clears throat> so Mark hops the fence to the other side. 
he gets in position to start pushing back up. Little help here, Lee? And Lee crosses over too, so now they're both on the wrong side of the fence. They work together to lift it up, but once it is... Holy fuck! What just happened? The fence lights up. The fences are on. The zombie Why the starts hell would burning. He, turn the fence on? he knows we're And out then here. from nowhere, an arrow hits Mark right in the shoulder. What the? Get to the gate! More arrows are flying from the forest. We can't see who's shooting them. Lee helps Mark get to a nearby tractor where they can get covered. They're sitting ducks there. Who the fuck is that? No idea. Fuck. Now what? With a fence on that gate, it's our only way out. There's a gate in the fence that if they can just get to, they could be safe. But it's about 100 feet away and they're just getting pelted with arrows. It's only a matter of time before one of them hits. So Lee gets the idea to turn the tractor into a mobile cover. Come on, if we can reach the gate, we can get through this fence and back to the house. They get it moving and it works for a bit, protecting them as they move until they hit something on the road. What happened? Shit, it's one of the dead we pushed down earlier. Gonna have to move it. And so very carefully Lee pokes his head out from behind the tractor and starts moving the zombie. It's heavy, but he's able to get it moving and out of the way. And they get the tractor going again, keep moving until they hit another one. Another one? How many of those things did we push down? So again, Lee gets to work pulling the zombie out of the way, except this time it's still alive. He struggles with the thing and kicks it in the face. That doesn't stop it though, so he has to kick it again. And then he has to pull it to get it out from under the tractor. And as he pulls, he rips it in half. He tosses the torso aside. And they keep moving with the tractor as their cover. Except now the torso is behind them, crawling, using its hands and arms, chasing after them. Lee and Mark don't see it, but thankfully gets shot in the head. They reach the gate and are able to run out of range from the arrows. The screen fades to black. And when we see them again, they're back at the dairy. Mark still has the arrow in his shoulder. And they run into one of the brothers, the bigger one. Andy is his name. Lee, what's wrong? Lee's panting, a furious look on his face. There was a goddamn ambush out there. Holy shit, are, are you okay? Bandits here? On our property? Oh my lord, what happened to you, sweetheart? It was those bastards in the woods, mama. Yeah, I'll be alright once it's out. And just then, Kenny and the rest of the group come. Hey, y'all. Mark, oh my god, what happened? He got shot with an arrow. Christ, are you gonna be okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I should just pull it out. Oh no, honey, come on, Brenda's got you. Come on inside now. We'll have you all sorted out. Well, you must be the best. What kind of shit is this? We ran into some people on the way up here. Bandits, I guess. I think it was them that attacked us. They gave us a lot of problems in the beginning. Killed a bunch of our farmhand. We were able to get them to stop by making a deal. You do about these people? Food for protection. Not like we had much of a choice, but they did stop hassling us. God damn it. Carly said this place was locked down tight. 
Maybe it isn't as safe here as we thought. Look, we're sorry. We, we never had them screw with us like this. Not since we started giving them food. Listen, we may have had an agreement with those people, but we will not stand for this shit. Ain't no way we're gonna let those sons of bitches get away with this. You know where these assholes are? They're hard to pin down, but I think I know where at least one of their camps are. When you're ready to go scope out that bandit camp, come find us. The two brothers walk off, leaving the group to discuss. Bandits? Are you serious? This place isn't safe. We can't stay here. Not safe? This place is a hell of a lot safer than that motor inn. I think all of us and our guns can handle a couple of punks with bows and arrows. What we need to do is find a way to get our whole group out here to stay. Take this place over if we have to. Oh, cool your jets there, Rambo. These are nice people. Let's not do anything to get us thrown out before we eat. I'm gonna head out and help Dan deal with these bandits. You guys should try to make friends with Andy and Brenda while I'm gone. Well, that's easy. I got charm coming out of my ass. Yeah, that's real charming, Dad. Where's Ben and Carly? Since Carly and Ben ate some of the food on the way to get us, she volunteered to stay behind and watch the motor in until we get back. The big brother Andy comes back over with an announcement. Hey, uh, I remember seeing kids in your group, so I went ahead and fixed that swing while you were out. I hope you kids like swings. A swing? I love swings, just like at my treehouse. Come on, Doc. Why don't you kids go and play on the swing, huh? Yeah. Thanks. Anytime. We're looking out for you. Duck and Clementine run off to the swing set. Duck beats her, so he gets a turn first. And Lee and Kenny get to just watch them play and have fun for a little bit, which is a real change of pace. The two of them look genuinely happy together. They look happy. And Lee agrees. He walks up to Clem, who's grinning. Hey, Clem, do you like the swing? Yeah, it's fun. Be sure to tell Andy thank you, okay? I will. Will you push me on it? Sure. Happy to push you on the swing. Mind if Clementine takes a turn? All right, Duck. Let Clementine have a try for a bit. Okay. So they switch places, and Lee starts to gently push her on the swing. How are you holding up, Clementine? I'm okay, I guess. Are you okay? Yeah. I'm just a little worried about Mark. Is Mark going to be okay? You're lucky out there. It'll have been a lot worse. Are you going to find the people who hurt Mark? Well, we have to make sure they don't hurt anyone else. Be careful. I want you to stay lucky, too. Ever since I met you, I've had good luck, so don't worry. Okay. What do you think of the dairy? It's pretty. It reminds me of how things used to look before. Yeah, it does. Do you think things will ever get back to how they were? Yeah. I'm not sure when. One day, things have got to get back to normal. That's good. I hope it's soon. Yeah, me too. Clem looks back at him and smiles. All right, Clem. That's enough for now. Okay. Thanks for pushing me. Of course. It's all yours. Yeah! Okay, Duck, don't pop a gasket. Duck almost does anyway. Uh, but Lee walks off. He has to go talk to the two brothers. They're standing side by side, looking as grim as ever. And honestly, Lee as well. He still looks pissed, and he has Fellas, some things to talk about. How you feeling, Lee? Look, I'm really sorry you almost got killed out there. Uh, we should have told you how dangerous it was. No shit. 
You saw what they did to your buddy. Nobody's safe here until we start to fight back. But how? The two of us should go out and do some recon. Then we'll all mount up for some revenge. Hell yeah. Who the fuck are these people in the woods? We don't know. I think some of them used to work at the big box up the way. Save lots. Yeah. Anyway, they're nutty as all hell and get mad when they're hungry. So are you ready to head out there and find their camp? Whether it's out of revenge or duty, Lee looks like a man on a mission. Yeah, it'll be a good opportunity to find out a bit more about what we're up against. Let's do it. I'll stay here and hold down the fort. Remember, we're just doing reconnaissance for now. No use getting ourselves killed. Lee and Dan, the little brother, start heading off with their rifles, but Clem runs up after them. Are you going now? Yeah, I'll be back soon, Clementine. Please be lucky. I will. The two men walk off together, and Clem watches them go, looking anxious and scared. And we see them next. They're in the woods, walking with their guns drawn. See anything? Not yet. I know it's around here. It's gotta be close. Lee kneels down and thinks he sees something. It's an empty can of soup on a makeshift pathway. He follows it for a bit. Here. There's a campsite in the clearing. Oh shit, you found it? Lee tells him to be quiet. The two of them crouch down, sneaking toward the campsite. Lee pulls the rifle up and looks through the scope, trying to see if there's any activity. There's a large tent set up, a canopy strung from the trees, several tables with supplies on top, cooking gear, and shopping carts. You see anybody? Someone has definitely been living here, but it seems quiet for now. Stay on your guard. Danny slowly approaches the campsite. Watch my back, Lee. I'm gonna check out the tent. And Lee covers him from the bushes. And even though it doesn't look like there's anyone here right now, there is that tent in the middle of the campsite with the flap down, so there could easily be someone still inside. Danny creeps closer and closer to the tent with his rifle drawn. He starts to open the tent, and there's no one inside. Clear. This camp's too small. It can't be their main base. That's what I was thinking. Take a look around anyway. There's probably some shit around here they stole from us. So Lee starts investigating the campsites, and he opens one of the boxes. What's in the boxes? They're all from save lots. The first few days, they told folks to gather to the save lots by the interstate. Anything worth taking? Not unless you need a bunch of empty cans. <laughs> I'll pass. Lee does see another type of box lying around, though. Boxes from the dairy here. They say Andrew St. John's on them. Probably the food we've been giving them. Fuckers cross the line. As Lee walks around the campsite, it starts to become clear that there's not a lot really of value to be found. But he does see one thing that catches his eye. What do you find? A video camera. Let me see that. Danny reaches out to grab it in a kind of aggressive way. Battery's dead, though. Oh, good. 
What else they got over here? Let's see if we can find anything useful and then get a move on. But Danny wants to talk about something else first. I see you handled that gun I lent you pretty well. You a hunter? No, but Lily keeps us all on a regular training schedule. Lily, huh? Sounds like she's running this democracy of yours. At this point, Lee has seen pretty much everything there is to see in this campsite. Except for what's in the tent. So he goes over and takes a look inside. Where he finds two sleeping bags side by side. In between them, there's a stuffed rabbit that's covered in blood. Next to it is a framed photograph of a mother and daughter. And inside one of the sleeping bags, there's a strange bump. Oh, man. Lee bends down to investigate, and he pulls it out. And it's a baseball cap. A blue baseball cap with a D on it. Clem's baseball cap. The hell? There's a woman with a crossbow. Shit! Put your guns down. I ain't going back. You tell him Jolene ain't going back. She snuck up on them somehow. Hey, we had a deal. No shooting as long as we gave you food. What the fuck happened? You had a deal with them. I ain't them. Oh, I know you. I know what you are. And I know what you do. You don't know me. Steal my shit. Steal everything from me. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> They're in a Mexican standoff now. Look, it's not safe up here in the woods. You gotta come back to the dairy. Oh, it's a hell of a lot safer up here than down there, you best believe. Now, maybe you didn't hear me last time. When I asked you, sweet, put your damn guns down. You think I won't kill you? I'm gonna take this here crossbow and put a nice, sharp arrow right through your eyeball. And into your goddamn brain. You're not men. You're monsters. All men are monsters. Take what they want and then destroy it all. Take a can of beans. Take a little girl. It's all the fucking same to you. You shot Mark, you psycho bitch. Who the fuck is Mark? I don't know any Mark. You shot him at the dairy. The fuck I did. That's them other people. These good buddies with your boyfriend here. I guess you met him. Ain't they nice? You know what? I changed my mind. I'm putting this arrow right through your balls. Yeah, right through. String him up on that tree. Then I'm gonna head down to that farm and shoot every goddamn person I see. Put down the crossbow. No, sir, I need it. I need it to kill you fuckers. <laughs> From the crazy look in her eyes, you can tell she means it. Go on. Tell him, boy. Tell him what you got in mind. Oh! Denny shoots her right in the head. And so we'll never know what she had to say. Thanks for listening to episode 3 of Let's Listen. Jolene had secrets. Secrets that Danny didn't want Lee to know. She knew something about the brothers. And she knew something about Clem. She had her hat in her tent after all. Next time on Let's Listen, it all becomes clear. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to subscribe so you get new episodes whenever they come out. You can also follow Let's Listen on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can go to letslistenpodcast.com to learn more. And you can get in touch by emailing the Let's Listen Podcast at gmail.com. I always love hearing from fans of the show. It really means a lot to me. 
Again, my name is Sam, and this has been episode three of Let's Listen. See you next time.